Let's take off. Bongani and Nala on Radio 2000. The Department of Basic Education has proposed a staggering reintroduction of public schooling uh, with learners in grade 7 and 12 starting school this morning, uh, which has led to a lot of parents really being worried about their kids uh, and whether they're going to be safe or not. Um, you know, does it increase their chances of contracting COVID-19? Uh, and also, do they then bring it home and come and infect the parents? Are they safe when they go to school? So on the takeoff this morning, we've got Dr. Tandaza Cyril Nkabinde, who is a specialist family physician uh, currently living and working in Durban in UKZN and Wentworth Hospital. And of course, he happens to be working in the front lines of COVID-19. Dr. Nkabinde, good morning and welcome to the takeoff. How are you guys? Uh, We are good, thank you. Um, A bit worried as a parent. Um, So I've got two kids. And um, today is the day when the basic education minister has said that our kids can go back to school. Yeah. Are are my kids, first of all, safe? Um, And uh, are they least at risk of contracting COVID-19 and dying from it? And do we have anything of proof that we can prove that uh, they are or they're not safe? Yeah. Okay. So... I think let's start with whether they at, at at least risk of getting COVID-19 or dying with it. And I think those are two questions that we need to separate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll give you the reason why I'm saying that. So, so firstly, no, children are at risk of getting COVID-19. Mm-hmm. All right. So okay. we, we know that. And there are studies. And I mean, the main studies that have been done have been done in China because obviously China was the first to have this pandemic and have to deal with it. So they've also studied children. And in their studies, they found that um, basically, let's just put it in a household. So let's say a household of four people with two children. If an adult gets the disease, there's a six to eight percent chance that that adult can pass it to anyone else in that household, whether it's the child or whether it's the adult. The beauty about children is that children actually go unscathed most of the time, even if they have this disease. And what I mean by that is they are asymptomatic, so they show no symptoms whatsoever, or they show very mild disease. And again, we always put this into the perspective of, you know, every year um, we get other respiratory tract infections that happen in children, Um, things we call respiratory syncytial viruses or influenza viruses. And two thirds of our kids actually get these these, these viruses every single year, every single winter. So, you know, I think that should ease our minds on the sense that if our kids get this virus, it will really be very mild. And yes, they are unlikely to die from this virus. All right. Um, I mean, okay. we look at our stats, it's about 0.2% of kids that have actually died from coronavirus or being associated with coronavirus, and they got it from their parents. Yeah. Likelihood. yeah. And I, th- I think the other fear is kids contracting it from school and bringing it home. Mm. Is that mm. something that we should be worried about? Yeah. So, so. With regards to kids contracting it from school, I think, again, um, you know, it's, it's, it's most likely that the teachers who would be passing the disease to the teachers 
rather than the teachers passing the disease to the children or the children passing the disease to the teachers, if that makes sense. Okay. So there were studies, again, that were done in the Netherlands that actually looked at, um, when you look at the age categories of who transmits the virus to whom, it's actually shown that individuals transmitted in, 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 the, in the groups that they are within. Um, but children are rarely infected or infecting adults with this particular virus. And this is due to, you know, their immune systems. Somehow their immune systems are actually able to control this virus to, again, the point of that if a child gets it, they get very mild disease or they are asymptomatic. And so they're able to contain it and are less at risk of actually being able to transmit it to, you know, their adult counterparts. So we shouldn't really stress and worry too much that a child might get it at school and bring it back home because many a times we're probably not even going to know you know, that the child is actually infected because of this asymptomatic group. I mean, up to about between 50 to 60 percent of children are actually not going to show any symptoms, even if they have it. Some of our kids might have had it and we've got no idea, you know, even today. So, Doctor, um, now now that you've told us about the infections and how, you know, they they are most likely, you said, not to be infectious. Yes. So what what parents need to be concerned at this point? I mean, if you're a parent with a child who has an underlying disease or condition, what 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 should you be doing? Yeah. So 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 definitely, you know, there are children that probably shouldn't be going to school. but, but most children should return to school, all right? Okay. Let's, let's put that into perspective and just make sure that everyone is, is aware of that. Now, there's very little data currently that speaks into which children we should be very concerned about. And the U.S. has actually um, done, I think there's one study that came out of the U.S., which said that out of the children who had COVID-19, a quarter of them actually had severe um, underlying conditions that pre- really predispose them to getting that disease. And these are children who have things like chronic kidney disease, um, type 1 diabetics, you know, severe cardiorespiratory diseases or neurological diseases. And so those are really the kids that we're saying we should be protecting. But majority of our children are quite healthy. Um, you know, and they, they will be able to go to school. Again, thinking about... You Dr. Know, Nkabinde, always, yeah. um, can we just hang on one bit? Uh, we're going to come back yeah. uh, and take a couple more questions. Uh, it is the takeoff with Bongani and Nala. Uh, on the line, we've got Dr. Nkabinde, a specialist family physician, uh, and we are talking about the safety of, of our kids going back to school. We're taking more of your questions next. And Gabinde and Doc, we were asking you a question about which children should not be going to school, which children are of concern, and you were about to wrap that up? Yes, yeah. So, so, so I had said that obviously it's children with chronic kidney disease, you know, type 1 diabetic, if they've got severe cardiorespiratory ailments um, and any neurological diseases. But again, we always look at this in terms of what happened to your child last, last winter? Um, you know, did they get... A, a respiratory infection, and which many of our kids did. Again, remember, two-thirds of our children are going to get a respiratory ailment, you know, in this particular winter period. So we really do need to um, factor that in when we're mm. making decisions. And obviously make decisions with your, with your doctor. Your doctor will help you to say, no, your child should rather stay home because they've got these severe underlying conditions.
Dr. Ngabin, they can ask you a personal question. Do you have a child? Yes, I do. Are you going to be sending your child to school? Yes, yes, definitely. Okay, because uh, I'm, <laughs> yo, okay, okay, that, that gives me a bit of relief. Yeah. Uh, listen, finally, yeah. what is your advice to parents? Do, do, they, do the benefits of sending their kids to school outweigh the risks yeah. of them possibly contracting the, the COVID-19? Yeah, Mani, that's an excellent question. And, you know, the the thing that we all need to think about as parents is that this virus is not going away anytime soon. We're Mm. still going to have this virus, especially in South Africa, for probably the next two to three years, all right, either until we get a a, um, um, a, a vaccine of sort, all right, or until we have what we call herd immunity, where about two-thirds of our population has actually had it. And so we have somewhat some sort of immunity towards it. So keeping our children at home is not the solution, and it's not actually protecting them at all from the disease because we can still bring the disease home. We're going to work, and we bring the Mm. disease home. Um, But at the end of the day, it is their child. It is your child, and you need to do what is best for your child. But don't send your child to school if they're sick, all right? Use face shield if your child is quite young. Educate your child on the preventative measures. I mean, at home, we play games with our three-year-old. You know, she calls it coronavirus because she doesn't even know how to say it. But every time she knows, I need to go wash my hands because there might be coronavirus. You know, those kind of things. And so it's important to educate your child continuously. And take heart because in the whole world, there is no large number of kids who have had a severe disease if they contracted COVID-19, and who have died. No large number of kids have actually gone through that. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, the the parent does need to do a risk-benefit analysis to consider what is best for their child, and it's their decision at the end of the day. Okay, so the children are better and stronger out there? Absolutely. Absolutely. Dr. Sankabinda, thank you so much for, for shedding some light this morning. Thank you, and thank you for having me on your show. It's a takeoff. There was Dr. Nkabinde uh, just helping us uh, ease, uh, I think, our concerns uh, with regards to our kids going back to school. The takeoff, weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. with Bongani and Nala. Let's take off.